This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Full of frustration. Full of despair. From years of hurt, disappointment, and relegation. Two British football fans have had enough. Canary Bird Elliot Holman and Wanderer Henry Hewitt are in search of glory, pride, passion, in search of silverware. And they found Major League Soccer. This episode of the MLS UK show is dedicated to Orlando City goalkeeper Pedro Halese. Because in the words, infamous words of the commentator on Saturday night, it hit him in the penis. Uh, Hi. Hi, we wish him a speedy recovery (laughs) and hope he's all well. Welcome to another episode of the MLS UK show. I'm Elliot Holman. And I'm Henry Hewitt. (laughs) Um, How are you? How's things? I want to talk about... Atlanta United in quite a lot of depth. Oh, well, I'm a lot better than Halasi, I've got to say. <laughs> but uh, uh, no, what a game it was, Atlanta. Um, I was nervous for a little bit. Obviously, I give you a bit of stick last week on mm. stoppage time because uh, Orlando lost to the team at the bottom of the league. Atlanta nearly lost to the team at the bottom <laughs> of the league, managed to pull off a free, free draw in the end. So, hey, we're now on the same points again, where I'll be honest with you, I think for most of the season, we're going to be about the same points. And uh, down to 10 men, I believe. Yeah, well, we'll talk about this a bit later on. Dom Dwyer made uh, an incredible, was it two-minute cameo Mm. in the game? Um, But hey, we didn't need him in the end. We were actually better with 10 men. uh, One of the highlights of my weekend was the Atlanta Twitter. Dom Dwyer substituted on, and the next tweet, red card, Dom Dwyer. (laughs) Yeah, um, he's had quite the cameo, hasn't he? Uh, quite the season so far. Um, lots to talk about with Don Dre. Lots to talk about in the league, actually, and we will do later on in the show. Uh, we've also got today uh, a brand new game. Uh, involves me and my headphones, I believe. Yeah, you're going to be playing a new game called Read My Lips. Mm, interesting. And we've also got part two of Poppy's Kit Reviews. It's the Eastern Conference this time. So we'll find out uh, what she thinks of Orlando's kit, Atlanta's kit, and we'll see what has been her favourite kit of the year and her least favourite. Orlando's, I imagine. Well, we'll have to wait and see. Um, And uh, we're going to be looking ahead to uh, a depleted fixture list this weekend as well. But first, as always, uh, I think it's time for the game with a changing name. Yes, so this is uh, a player who's played in the UK and in MLS. I'm going to give you their career path. It's not a very long one. Mm. Uh, And you've got to guess who it is, okay? Okay. Now, uh, they started their career 
in 2001 with Chicago Fire Premiere. Uh, now that's uh, Chicago Fire's under 23s right. um, uh, team. And they then made two appearances for Southall uh, in South the Park. London Borough of Ealing. Okay, right. They then went to Northwood. I've never heard of any of these teams, I've got to admit. London Borough of Hillingdon. No. Before finally in 2004 joining Watford. And they played 183 times for Watford. Right, okay. Now we now we're talking. Uh what position? Can you reveal that? I think they were a defender. Yes, centre okay, back. Cool. And uh they then moved to MLS and played for Vancouver Whitecaps for three seasons and made seventy one appearances. I think I know this person. Did they also play for the US men's national team? They did. Twenty five times. Right. I think I know. Uh, we'll reveal all at the end of the episode. If you think you know, get in touch at MLS UK Show. Tweet us, Instagram us, tell us where you're up to in the podcast when you figure it out. Or you can comment below on YouTube if you're watching um, on YouTube. And uh, a big hello to all our new viewers on YouTube and all our new listeners uh, on your podcast provider. We've had a lot of people messaging us saying they found the podcast this year. So I uh, hope you're enjoying it. Hope you'll enjoy Poppy's Kit Reviews Part 2 later on. Um, and let us know. We always like receiving messages. Let us know if you've found the podcast and uh, you're enjoying what you're listening to so far. Let's cross live to us in this studio, uh, in these clothes, talking uh, about our sponsor. Elliot Holman, Henry Hewitt, MLS UK Show. Thanks, Elliot. Yes, uh, we're here in the same studio, in the same clothes, uh, to talk about Soccer 90, your one-stop soccer shop for all your MLS and European and national team merch. Yes, uh, so much to choose from from the website. And as well, if you type in MLS UK at the checkout, you get a 20% off discount courtesy of me, Elliot, and Soccer90. Uh, so any kits that Poppy talks about today, if you see them on screen, if you watch it on YouTube and you think, I like that kit, I don't know what Poppy's talking about, it's available on there. <laughs> yeah, Soccer90.com. And don't forget, MLS UK at the checkout for 20% off. The MLS UK Show. So let's have a look what happened this weekend in MLS. Uh, where should we start, Elliot? A whole uh, fixture list. Pretty much every team played. Uh, I want to start with the the two early games, if we can, because I just I was just saying to you, I had a really nice Saturday night. Um, Brownie was away. So that probably contributed to a lot of it. <laughs> um, I got a takeaway. Yeah. Ch- Chinese. Thanks for All asking. Right. What did you have? Uh, you don't need to ask that question. Okay. You know, well, the, you know the answer. I know that's a lot then. <laughs> uh, I had sweet and sour chicken balls, chips, and sweet and sour sauce. Lovely. I watched the Cincinnati game, and I watched the New York City game, dual screen. Loved it. Then I watched Orlando, and um, I just thought, what a great evening. I love it when the MLS games are on at a decent time. Yeah, it does help us out, doesn't it? And uh, it's the same with Sunday evenings as well. When we get, uh, we had an early evening game, Columbus, yeah, and we had a late evening game in Seattle. The LA Vancouver game was a bit too late, but uh, no, it's it is good that when we get this, and uh, now the I think the clocks of, uh, I think we're in a, uh, like a little week or two weeks where the clocks are, we're an hour closer to America. I think we go an hour. We get the hour, yeah. we lose the hour again next week. But um, no, that is very good. So uh, I was out on Saturday night, so I was texting you or I was I was reading the messages you were sending uh, our other MLS UK, um, you know, we've got a little messaging group with yeah. us. 
uh, Red Bull Metro UK, Chicago Fire UK, Into Miami UK, Orlando City UK, list now. DC UK. There's loads. Uh, I've, there's probably loads I've missed out as well. But you were all talking amongst yourselves, uh, UK NYCFC, who, uh, of course, was watching the UK, the NYCFC game. Um, so you're talking amongst yourselves, discussing what was happening. Uh, let's start with FC Cincinnati 3, Into Miami 1. I'll be honest with you, Elliot. I'm sick of talking about Into Miami and being negative. So shall we well, just go on, talk? be positive then? Well, I can't be. So shall we just talk about FC Cincinnati? Yeah, two wins on the bounce. That is significant because we've spent as much time as we have talking about Miami being rubbish as we have Cincinnati over the last couple of years. And it's, that is a massive turning point. It's the first home victory at TQL for Pat Noonan as well. Is this the start of something or do I stop dreaming now? Um. I would say stop dreaming now. It's baby steps. Although I've got to say, uh, 24th of June, that was when they'd got to their second victory last season. Yeah. So they're uh, significantly doing better this, this time around. Uh, obviously beat Orlando last week. So uh, suddenly they've gone from us going in the last episode saying, it's FC Cincinnati, where do we start? What happens there? They're now just outside the playoffs. And I know there's only four games gone, but it's... It is baby steps. They've got the players there, and this is what we've said. They have got a few really good players. You look at the guys who scored the goal, Matrita, Vasquez, Acosta missed the penalty. Mm. They've got good players, and it's all about fitting them in and, and playing right, and they have done in the last two games. And Vasquez, where where's this come from? <laughs> because two goal, two back-to-back goals, um, also got an assist, mm. drew the penalty as well. The guy's on fire. He is, yeah. There's um, I mean, going off the weekend, you'd be uh, you'd be shocked if you're new to MLS and you watch that game. You would be shocked knowing that FC Cincinnati had gone what like 16 games without a win before <laughs> the Orlando one. Um, I've got to say though, I, I watched the highlights back, and I did feel for Acosta. I know he missed the penalty, but it showed on screen. It showed his kids watching <laughs> watching him, and they just took him it. off straight after. I he know. literally walked off the pitch. <laughs> just his kids. Oh, his kids are here watching it. Oh, he's missed, and now he's been dragged off. But yeah. uh, no, good win for Cincinnati. Um, yeah, I mean Miami, a joint bottom in Montreal. There's big changes needs happening there. So with us, we've said as much as we can about. But of Miami. course, they're getting messy soon. Of course, uh, and Ronaldo. Yeah, um, not on DP contracts, which no, is impressive. No, no, you don't need to get them on a DP, that's fine. Uh, so let's talk about the other match that kicked off the weekend then. So New York City went down 2-0 at home to Philadelphia Union. Um, Castellanos, you were talking in your messages in the hmm. group about him, about his mentality, about his, uh, you know, when, when things aren't going right, maybe he loses his head a bit. Tell me about, I didn't watch the game. Tell me about it. What was happening? There's two aspects to it. Struggling to find the net, obviously. Um, and then frustrate. You could tell there was frustration with Heber, who they went to up top. Mm. And that just wasn't working. He was constantly in his ear. Um, and then there was the classic Tati Castellanos, where there was the smallest, smallest little fracas. And then, of course, he's straight in there. Um, and two minutes later, the fight's still going on. And you just, you just think, you're 2-0 down. You're wasting your own time uh, at home. It's just, I said in the I said in the group, and I, I said to uh, UK NYCFC, he's one of those players that's so difficult to like because, yes, he's got talent, but there's so much not to like in his game as well. He's one of those players that... Um, you know, will scrap, will fight. He is 
cheeky and devious in his own way. Uh, you know, he's sort of like nanny times a hundred, I think. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know where I stand with him. I, I just fear the, there's all this talk about him going, but the value surely is just going down and down and down. Yeah, well, he has scored some goals in the Champions League. Um, so I think he's still showing he can do it on a big stage. Obviously, in uh, MLS, it's not quite happened yet this season. You you would fancy that he'd, he would come good in MLS, surely. But, um, I mean, for NYCFC, they've obviously got the semi-finals coming up against Seattle in the Champions League, which is great for us because we'll at least get a finalist coming from MLS. Um They've got Toronto in the next game on the 2nd of April. Shall we just write off NYCFC until they finish the Champions League run? It's often the case. You have to prioritise it. But normally we see prioritising in terms of the 11 that's picked. Whereas I feel like when you've still got Heber and um, Castellanos and, and a really strong 11, I don't know what, what the excuse is other than the miles travelled and... And the distance is, you know, maybe not focusing on MLS in training, you know, focusing on how they're going to travel and beat these teams. We've seen it before. We've seen teams like Toronto just ignore MLS. Yeah. <laughs> Barely even turn up to MLS until their Champions League campaign is over. Maybe, you know, and as long as their recovery is strong, that's fine. Because um, yeah. the Revs are struggling as well. Yeah, well, uh, NYCFC find themselves in ninth, so they are still on the cusp of the playoffs. So I guess even if they lost to Toronto, it's still, I mean, there's only five games gone. Uh, you mentioned their Revs. Uh, they went to Charlotte. Charlotte won their first game in MLS. Well done to Charlotte. Um, let's talk about Revs first, though. And this comes off the, uh, the defeat at home to RSL last week. They were 2-0 up, lost 3-2. Um, a few Revs fans are a bit disgruntled about what they're seeing at the moment, which is surprising, really, considering he had such a good season last year. I think it's because of the manner of the defeats. So, uh, again, at the weekend, they had the lead. It was theirs. Um, heel with with a penalty um, around the 50-minute mark. Um, and then thrown it away again in spectacular style. This, you know, the same as in the week against um, in, in the Champions League. So, I understand why they're disgruntled because A, they're coming off the back of a really good season, expectations really high. And if you're going to prioritise one of them, at least get one of them right, I think is, you know, is the takeaway. If you're going to prioritise Champions League, go and prioritise the Champions League and do it and be successful. Um, the, the manner of that, uh, the, the way they threw that away was, was not good. And to then still have a pretty strong team playing at the weekend in Charlotte, a new team to MLS who no one really thought were going to get any results. Mm. To to lose 3-1 is really disappointing. It is. Charlotte have, uh, Charlotte showed against Atlanta, even against LA Galaxy. I know it, we, we discussed on the last episode that it was a, it was like an FA Cup game here in England where a lower league team's facing a, a Chelsea or a Man City, you know, where it's defence most of the game and then they ended up losing 1-0. But in the, the game against Atlanta, they got it back to 1-1. This one, they're showing that they, they're getting used to the league a bit. Um, Sadursky got his, his first two goals for Charlotte and Bender got the other one. Um, looking okay on the pitch, looking good. Off the pitch, they were getting a bit of stick on, on social media about the fact that they went from whatever it was, 80,000 against LA Galaxy to a lesser attendance against Revolution. But to me... The atmosphere still was great. It looked brilliant. Yeah, you're never going to retain that. Atlanta didn't, Orlando didn't. It's mm. happened, you know, the whole way 
um, the whole way through MLS and, and inaugural games, that's always been the case. Um, you're never going to draw people in week in, week out. There's still teams now that struggle with, with attendances. You know, people say that the games are stupid times or, you know, places like Florida, they get, it's too hot to go to a game when you've just finished work and yeah. you've got your suit and tie on. I, I understand, but you're never going to fill that again. That that would be ridiculous. Um, but what's important is that core group, the core group of supporters stick around, create that atmosphere week mm. in, week out for them. And that's a great result. Yeah, it is, yeah. A really good result. And you start to think, what can they do? Can they be more successful than Austin last year? Well, I think you look at the way they've played the last few games, I think defensively they're still a bit naive in patches where that could, could they could come unstuck there. If they face a mm. really good team, that's where you might see them lose 4 or 5 nil. But up front, where we didn't see from Austin last year, they went so many games without scoring. Charlotte... They've scored four goals in four games now. I know they've only come from two games, but the last two games, they're just showing that they've, especially against the New England Revolution, they took the goals really well. Mm. So maybe if they are scoring goals, maybe we could see them do a, a better effort than Austin and, and perhaps maybe push the playoffs. I'm I'm liking what I'm seeing though, because I think maybe we were a little bit harsh on them. I think when you looked at the roster and saw that they'd missed out on some real key pieces, I don't think anyone expected anything. 3-1 win against the Revs. It's impressive. It is impressive. Um, right, let's move on then to... i tell you what, let's go to Toronto 2, DC United 1. This was on Saturday evening as well. Um, Canusi scored the opening goal for DC and then Pozuelo got his equaliser first of the season and then Jonathan Osario made it 2-1 uh, Toronto needed that didn't they first win of the season it's pushed them off the bottom of the league four points now big win for Toronto puts them 11th and ultimately already pulling a gap on Miami Montreal who've got one point and you start to look at it and think yeah okay maybe it's not going to be such a disaster after all uh, let's talk about Montreal then. We'll do the Saturday matches first. Um, obviously, we we have mentioned the uh, the result, 3-3, Atlanta. Um, I mean, this game was madness. You texted me when Josef Martinez scored, and mm. you were saying, all oh, the commentators are saying, like, oh, he's going to get uh, MVP and stuff, and overreaction. We thought that might be the talking point. Mm. That was not the talking point. No. Uh, by half-time, uh, Atlanta were 3-1 down. It came back to equalise in the end. Um We've mentioned Dom Dwyer. We're going to talk about Atlanta in a moment. Just from a Montreal point of view, how damaging can this be for them? Because they've not had a great start anyway. They haven't had a great start. But I think there's two ways to look at this. You can be positive and say Atlanta, one of the most difficult places to go and get a result. And they were 3-1 up. Mm. You can take that as a real positive. But then the home side went down to 10 men and they still threw it away. I think that is worrying. I think um, it started the second half as well. For me, of what I've seen of it, I felt Montreal were going to make it 4-1. I know Atlanta was was pushing, but yeah. you could just sense that Montreal were going to hit them on the break. It didn't happen. And, they, I mean, they, uh, you know, they got the goal. Almeida got his first goal for uh, Atlanta, which was a great... He took two players out of the game and then um, and then put it in from 20 yards out. Brilliant. And then Brooks Lennon with a free kick. To concede a free kick in the last minute as well, you've got to be disappointed because it wasn't yeah. as if it was like on the edge of the area. It was quite far out. Yeah, it's simple. In, the, in that situation where you are hanging on a little bit, you don't give away free kicks on the edge of your box. Um, you try and get a possession. You try and get it as far away from your own goal as possible. It's 
soccer ball 101 hmm. um so they will be disappointed with the way that that was that was thrown away a hundred percent and i don't really know what to make of them no i don't either i think uh going off the first four games you would expect them to struggle Going off the fact that they couldn't keep that lead in the end, you would expect them to struggle. So uh, we, although I mean, we have said there's a load of teams that we thought would struggle. As it turns out, they haven't. So we could be wrong. They could win the next couple of games and make us look stupid again. Uh, right, sticking with Saturday evening. Then we spoke about Atlanta. Let's talk about Orlando and uh, Facundo Torres got his first goal for the club. Came from nowhere, absolutely nowhere. I don't mind admitting I missed the goal. We started awfully. Yeah. Um, well, LA started really well, actually. I think it's more fair a fairer comment. Uh, had all the possession. Um, I remember messaging the group saying, we've just got out of our own half, and it was the seventh minute. Um, <laughs> well, you scored him a ninth. Yeah, so. and and it, it the game was, I was thinking, this is not this is not going well. We weren't playing badly. We would, You could just tell that we were the away side, and we were mm. just riding in the storm a little bit. Um, and then all of a sudden, I'd, I picked my phone up, and then... I must have just gone on like Twitter or something just to probably tweet about how bad we were. And all of a sudden, it, it, goal. I was like, how has that happened? It was nowhere near the goal two seconds ago. And really nice to see Kara with the assist as well. So uh, linking up with um, Torres. It's a nice goal. And they hung on, which I was really surprised by. There was no way that was finishing 1-0 after that in my yeah. in my eyes. From what I'd seen in, in the opening 12 minutes, there was no way that finished 1-0. Um, but fair play. Yeah, well, you've said on previous episodes that the defence is... Well, I mean, the whole team, you've kind of got questions about. If you look at the, the top of the, the formation, no, you've seen Torres, you've seen Pato, they've both scored. Mm. Are you feeling a bit better now about Orlando's chances? I just feel like we weren't playing to their strengths before and probably still didn't at the weekend because you don't go to LA Galaxy away and play your way. You play no. how you need to play. Um, so I think at home we need to we need to be on the front foot. I think when you've got those players, we've also got the pace of Michelle on the bench, you've who on on the right wing. We've got to take the game to to teams. There's teams in MLS with defenses so bad, and we all know this. And deep down, if it's your team, you'll you know you'll hold your hand up. Atlanta's one of them. We saw the way that the penalty they conceded by the yeah. way the other day. If Huan had got in there, there's no you don't catch him. No. There's no way. Um, so we need to be on the front foot and we need to cause teams problems because we can cause really big problems with that attack. So I'm interested to see how they play at home. I want to see a bit more of an attacking style um, with a bit of thought in the final third. I think in the last last home game, it was just sort of throw it forward and see what happens. Yeah. So. Uh, Galaxy have, have, have stalled a little bit. They won the first two. They've now lost away at Seattle and yeah. at home to Orlando. Um, I mean, Galaxy... It's, it's a weird one because you look at how they've played in the matches and they, they went to Charlotte, which was a tough game and won. They beat reigning uh, MLS Cup holders, yeah. New York City FC, in the first game. So they have had a tough start. Six points from four, is that kind of what we expect from them? I think you have to win that home game against Orlando mm. if you're going to be challenging fourth and above. You, I look at the standings now, see them in seventh and think, LA Galaxy 7th it's, like, it's almost standard isn't it yeah um, so interested to keep an eye on them and see because certainly the the roster's there and the roster's good and they they did play really well in, in spells um, so I, I, I'm interested to see how they can progress because it's going to go one of two ways and I'm surprised that they did that they lost that game yeah me too um, 
Chicago Fire, I think they've surprised me this year. Um, they won 3-1 at the weekend against SKC. A perfect day for them. Shabilko scored his first goals, and then uh, Shakiri got his first goal from the penalty spot. Um, the third in the league. Now, after the last episode, um, Fire in the UK, the Chicago Fire UK uh, Twitter account, uh, give you a bit of stick because we were saying that um, we were saying, oh, Chicago were boring because they'd had two nil-nil draws and yet praising other teams for not conceding. So let's give them credit then. They've done well, the four games, and now they've got their, their big new signing scoring goals. It's it's all rosy in the Chicago Fire Garden. I mean, we've been booing nil-nils for five seasons, so we have, it's yeah. nothing, nothing personal. Um, yeah, good to see Shabilko off the mark, and we know he can be really dangerous, really good finisher, great composure. Really like the signing for Chicago. I really do. I think... It's really, really bold. It shows a lot of intent that they went out and got him. And it's good to see that, that that's finally working. Shakiri as well, getting off the mark. Mm. Confidence player. Yeah. So going to be massive for him. I really like the partnership of him and Shabilko. And I think four four years ago, if you said to me uh, that Shakiri, Jordan Shakiri would be a uh, supplier to Casper Shabilko, I'd be like, going on i feel um, like that's gonna be tough to say yeah, <laughs> yeah it's definitely tough to say um but i really like it i'm here for it. eight points uh from their opening games uh the chasing pack atlanta orlando new york chasing chicago for the first time in a long time and they look good there's not a false position that's the key that's the key here haven't conceded a lot mm-hmm. and now starting to score yeah, um, and beating SKC is, is no mean feat. It's it's very good, and yeah. uh, these are the type. I think the type of games Chicago have played so far this season. They're the games that are you need to get positive results in those type of games. It's not really how you do against the likes of uh, I don't know, you know, the teams at the very very top. It's how you're going to do against the teams in and around you, and that's yeah. going to push you to maybe fourth, third. So uh, credit to them. That's a very good start. Uh, Minnesota 1, San Jose 0. Uh, Amarilla has uh, scored the winning goal in the last two games now. A big uh, the big signing for Minnesota, and he's, um, he's had a good start. Yeah, and they're up there ahead of LA, ahead of Colorado, ahead of Dallas, free-scoring Dallas. Mm. Um, and so really good start for Minnesota, two points per game, which is impressive. That's what you want to see. Yeah, San Jose joint bottom now with uh, Vancouver. I decided not to mention that bit. No. Uh, so uh, speaking of Dallas, uh, Jesus Ferreira scored Dallas's quickest hat-trick ever in their history. Was it? Yeah, so it was between 26 and 36 minutes he scored uh, to make it 3-0. Um, a fact for you, though, I found out about Portland. Did you know that Portland have never had a player score a hat-trick in MLS? Really? The amount of players, yeah, you think Blanco, Valeri, they've never had a hat-trick in MLS. Wow. Yeah. Great start. Um, so Jesus Ferreira now, I don't know, I didn't check Dallas, but I'm assuming they have, and they definitely have now. Um, he scored eight last season, and he's already uh, yeah. close to halfway there. So it's just a feel-good atmosphere around Dallas at the moment. It was a sellout, and uh, at the weekend, the crowd were, they see, I mean, it helps when you're winning 4-1, but the crowd seemed energetic, and also Paul Ariola got his first goal from as well. Well, it's similar to Orlando. We talk, They went and spent their money. And I yeah. think that's, if you're going to lose players, you have to replace them and you have to replace them well. Dallas, there's no doubt that Dallas and their scouting is top notch. We know this already. Um, so give them money to spend. They will spend it well. And it's working for them. It's a really good start. And it's they'll, be, they'll have teams worried. Mm. When you've got Dallas 
uh, sitting in fifth and you look down and there's Portland, Seattle, SKC, all outside of the playoffs, the Dallas will have teams worried. Yeah, they will. And uh, I mean, if the, you look at the, the home farm already. I mean, home farm is vital in MLS. And if you can win your home games, you, you're halfway there to having a good season. And uh, that's what they've had so far. Um, moving to Colorado. Uh, well, Houston won, Colorado won. Um, both teams have had okay starts. Mm. Colorado in sixth, Houston in eighth. Colorado have beaten Atlanta and SKC, so they'll be they'll be happy with that. I think we were worried about these teams, weren't we? We were worried about Colorado, how they'd react to an excellent yeah. season last year. Houston, we're always worried about, <laughs> even though they have um, you know they have made one or two impressive signings. Um, so one one, I think fair result in this. Although if I was the uh, Colorado keeper, yeah, bro, I wouldn't want to see. Houston's goal again a 90th minute a bad kick out and it was uh, he was through on goal but uh, overall yeah I think okay starts for both I would probably give them both a C you know in grades sort of yeah a pass you're doing all right the caveat to that is Houston have played three home games true but we didn't expect much from them that is very. That is definitely very true. Uh, RSL uh, two Nashville one. Um, RSL. This is a team that we didn't actually expect much from. We were Second. worried about them. Second, and this proves once again that we don't know what we're talking about. There's always that team in the FA. It was Colorado last year. It's probably Colorado the year before actually as well. But a team where uh, we expect nothing from, and they end up having a great season. So Bobby Wood opened the goal scoring after two minutes for them. And then Schmidt with a winner to make it 2-1. Let's talk about Nashville, though. Um, Mukhtar hasn't scored yet, but he has been assisting. I mean, if you look at him compared to Cassianos, at least Mukhtar's getting those. He's, he's contributing in that way, isn't he? Yeah, and they haven't got the distraction of Champions League, of course. Um, so you'd expect them to be a little more focused. I'm surprised to see them down there, mm. but they are in good company. They're in between Seattle and Sporting Kansas City. So uh, it's not like it's not like they're the only ones having a bit of a disaster. No. Um, and uh, Dax McCarthy, uh, he, he released an apology video for his, his stamp. A very, very aggressive Dax McCarthy. Another stat I found was he, he hadn't been sent off in 400 games. He's now had two in the last 12. Wow. So uh, he's changed a bit as Dax since he's gone to Nashville. A bit more bite about him, maybe. But uh, he's apologised. You can tell it was just frustration, wasn't it? Yeah, not to be rude. Maybe age catching up with him a little bit. Frustration of not being able to keep mm. up maybe as easily. Um, we, it's more it's more common than you'd, than you'd think that players get frustrated because they're not where they used to be. Um, but yeah, very unlike him, I yeah. would say. Um, Araselvo have uh, now beaten Seattle, New England Revolution and Nashville. Yeah. Very good start. That is a very good start. Um, now we're moving on to Sunday evening. Uh, Red Bulls 1, Columbus 1. Uh, to be honest, you might as well have just uh, not watched the first half of this because all the action happened in the second half. I saw it was nil-nil. I turned on. Yeah. And I don't even, I, this is bad, okay? And I admit this is bad. I don't even know who it was. <laughs> I turned it on and Columbus were clean through on goal from the halfway line. You might be able to enlighten me on I who think, this was. Uh, I think I will. Clean through on goal. And I thought, well, I'll turn this on the right moment. I was like, go on, go on. Took it around the keeper and then missed. Etienne Jr. It was. I, I turned it straight off again. I yeah. was like, I can't deal with this. Uh, against his former club, Etienne Jr. But uh, just before that, Zardes, I'm sure you've seen that chance. Yeah. 
where I don't know what he was trying. But I saw a lot of tweets about that, which is what made me put the game on. Yeah. Uh, Zardes, we mentioned on our last stoppage time episode yeah. that um, Columbus uh, trying, uh, to offload him. trying to offload him. Well, missing chances like he missed, you can tell why. Um, He's trying to hurry the process along a bit. He is, yeah. I don't know if it's going to do him so well with other teams watching him, but uh, maybe Columbus will get him out the door quicker. Uh, but then uh, Tom Barlow got probably the scruffiest goal of the weekend to make it 1-0. Uh, and you think, oh, the chances Columbus have had, they've, they've, they've lost out. But no. Darlington Nagbe scored the second scuffiest goal of the weekend in the 95th minute to equalise. Um, these two sides are, are doing really well. Red Bulls are fourth, eight points. Columbus are second on eight points as well. Goals, goals, goals for both. Goals, goals, goals. Uh, very similar records. I think Columbus have got uh, two more. They've scored two more goals, but Red Bulls have conceded one less. Yeah. Um, yeah, good start. A draw, probably, based on how they've done so far this season, probably a fair result, really. Yeah, both played two at home, two away. Um Good, good to see them going, doing battle early doors. Um, seeing two teams like that, he think will be there or thereabouts. Yeah. Um, in the in the top four places, and it wasn't. It was you know, as it was nil nil for so long, you can tell it was an even even game. If you had to pick one to finish above the other right now after four games. Columbus. Yeah? Yeah. You didn't even think about it. No, that. I think they've got better individuals. Red Bulls have done really well. Red Bulls, are, I've got a soft spot for Red Bulls. The amount of UK-based, well, UK players they've got. Yeah. Um, you know, like Tom Edwards played, Lewis Morgan played, Ashley Fletcher, Drew Yearwood. So, yeah, they've got British players there, UK players there that we have a big interest in. But I just think Columbus, with the players they've got, the head coach, I think they'll... I could see Red Bulls finishing fourth. I could also, I think they'll make the playoffs, but I could also think they could finish seventh, whereas Columbus had fancy to finish first or second this year. A bit year. more about them. Yeah, what about you? Do you agree? Yeah, I do agree. Uh, in, I think the roster, individual talent on the roster is is maybe stronger. Um, I just I just like that there's goals. Yeah. Uh, right, penultimate game of the weekend. Austin won, Seattle won. Uh, on the last episode, you were getting very excited about Austin, and I said, well, next two games, they've got Portland and Seattle. Mm. Let's now see. what? No, they look very good. So uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll. Are you joining me on the train? Joining you on the Austin train, which yes. is dangerous actually, because when we're both on a train, it's then going to fall off the tracks at some point. Derails spectacular. Um, but uh, no, good for Austin and Seattle as well. You know, they started with two defeats, then they beat LA Galaxy and drew away at Austin, so they've stabilised a bit as well. Yeah, um, and it's important to know we we keep saying about Portland and Seattle being outside the playoffs. That is. Down to Austin, nicking points off off both, basically. That's true, yeah. And the final match, LAFC 3, Vancouver 1. Vancouver went 1-0 up in this game. Uh, Tristan Blackman, if there were anyone going to score in that game, it was going to be him. Uh, He made it 1-0 to Vancouver, and then LAFC woke up, I guess, and won the game 3-1. Yeah, goals, goals, goals after that. Um, What do we think about Vancouver? Well, the bottom of the West, one point so far against New York City FC, to be fair. But... It's not good, is it? We look at RSL and think the momentum from last year, they've, they've carried it on. We look at Vancouver, who didn't do as well in the playoffs, but they still had momentum, and it's it's just stalled a little bit. Um, I mean, realistically, though, I know they've got some good players. They've got Ryan Gold, but should we expect that much from Vancouver? Well, they're already... You can say it's early, because mm. there's only been four games, but they're already... They need, they'd need two games in hand and to win them both to catch up to LA in the in the playoffs. So mm. you're already starting to think 
are they out of the you know are they realistically out of the hunt for the playoffs not mathematically of course they're not but no. realistically when you look at the roster and you look at the you know the point i was gonna say points point that they've got are they are they in the running do we can we are we writing someone off this early i don't think we can it's mls you sure on. no i think right. we can't write them off you think they've got a chance still um I think anyone's got a chance, but at the same time, I am worried about them. So that's probably my answer. I'm sitting okay. on the fence. I'm okay. going, they could make it, but probably at this moment in time. In any not. other league, no. No, definitely not. Uh, LAFC got the win. Uh, Ryan Hollingshead with first two goals for LAFC and then Carlos Vea uh, with his uh, goal in between. Top, um, of, top of the West, LAFC are back. They are back. New, new management. I, it, I think it just, that's probably what LAFC needed was just a new voice in the, the locker room and it's definitely, it's paying off at the moment. They've got 10 points. They played a game without uh, Carlos Vea as well. Yeah. Uh, obviously got a hat-trick in the first the first game. Yeah. Um, so realistically, could be potential, I'm trying to push you here, Supporter Shield winners maybe. So what I, well, did I predict them for Sport Shield or MLS? I think I said New England Revolution, but I predicted them for Sport Shield. So I'm happy. Keep on going, LAFC. Okay. Keep proving me right. Uh, right, we've got Poppy's kit reviews coming up very soon, but first we're going to play a brand new game. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott, or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. MLS UK show with Elliot Holman and Henry Hewitt. So, uh, episode three and a third different game that I've brought to the show. This one is called Read My Lips. Right, okay. Uh, now, I've seen you play this on your radio show. It's a completely original <laughs> idea, which I've never done before on any uh, audio broadcast. I don't know what you're talking about. So I kind of have an idea of how <laughs> this goes. So explain to everyone, what's the what's the premise of the game? Uh, yeah, so uh, Henry's headphones have been unplugged from our main podcast output. So he's not hearing my voice now, other than what you can hear in the room. Yeah. Um, and... Instead, he's hearing... What are you, what are you listening to? Um, well, I've got the commentary from when Martinez scored against Orlando. Do you know where you put half your team on your, their backs? No, I've uh, I've actually got the MLS anthem that I'm going to be listening Brilliant. to, Hans okay. Zimmer. Love it. Um, so Henry's going to be listening to that, blaring through his headphones. He's not going to be able to hear what I'm saying. I'm going to ask him some questions and he has to read my lips and try and work out what I'm saying and then give an accurate answer. Right, okay. I'm, I'm assuming, just to help me out a little bit, that these are MLS-related. They are, but not every answer has to be MLS-related. Got you. Okay. okay, so my parts will be MLS-related, but it will work if you say anything. Right, okay. Okay? Uh, so, 
Right, you tell me when to press play on this. You press play on that, and then we'll check whether you can hear. Okay, can you hear me? I can't hear you, though. <laughs> this, this is, is, that little, that little this is the best the podcast has ever sounded. <laughs> okay, are you ready for question one? Here we go. I can hear the MLS theme in the background. Who do you support? Say that again. Who do you support? Something at ball at the end. What do I think of the MLS ball? <laughs> it's quite nice, yeah. I guess. Yeah, good. Question two. What do you think of Atlanta? Something Atlanta. What do I think of Atlanta? So loud. Atlanta are their best team in MLS. Great fans. Question three. <laughs> Who will be top scorer this year? Say that again. Who will be top scorer this year? I don't have a clue what you just... I can't even read that on your lips. That's uh, how he gets more northern when he can't hear. I'm going to I'm gonna just have a guess and say anything. Uh, Bruce Arena. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Question four. If you could fill the Mercedes-Benz Stadium with anything, what would it be? I read... Did you say stadium? If you could fill the MLS... Uh, the Mercedes-Benz Stadium with anything, what would it be? Mm, I, I still think you said stadium. I'm going to say, what's the best stadium? Apart from Atlanta, maybe? Seattle. Would it fit? I don't know if it would fit. Um, if Bolton Wanderers could sign anyone, who would it be? I'm rubbish at this game. Again, I'm going to have to guess. Just say anything. Uh, Carlos Vea. <laughs> good, it's good. When I say Dom Dwyer, what do you think of? I can't. I can't even. I can't, I can't read lips. Uh, Matt Turner. <laughs> Name somebody who could do a better job than any of the Cincinnati managers. Uh. He said, name somebody, I think. Don Garber. <laughs> Get Don. Get Don in charge of Cincy. He'll sort them out. Do you know what's funny about that is that I don't have a clue about any of those questions. Until I edit the podcast later, <laughs> I'm not going to know anything that you've said. Uh, hopefully it was entertaining. But honestly, I couldn't, I couldn't read any For lips. context, the reason that I wanted to play this game was because uh, I played it on my radio show uh, the other day. And I was the person who had the headphones on. And the question I was asked, but didn't know I was being asked, was if you could eat one thing for the rest of your life, what would it be? Uh, and I just named one of the Little Mix girls because I did. <laughs> well, I, I guess you'd, you'd done what I did. You just assume, well, you work on a radio show that plays that music. It mm. could be one of the answers. Uh, it, yeah. it wasn't. <laughs> you didn't ask me that question. And I said Don Garber, <laughs> was it? Let's not go there. <laughs> um, right, it's now time for what, well, let's face it, what most of you have been watching or listening to the podcast for. It's part two of Poppy's Kit Reviews 2022. If you remember on the last episode, by the way, if you've not heard it, part one on the last episode, I'd probably go back to that and listen to uh, the reviews on there because she will be choosing her overall um, worst and best kits at the end of this one. Mm. So it makes sense. Remember, she didn't like the Portland Timbers rose shirt, mm. which we were surprised about. Um, and she said that the LA Galaxy collar looks like uh, an all-inclusive wristband. <laughs> so um, we'll see what she thinks of these kits. Now, we're going to do the Eastern Conference. And uh, I, as I said last time, I will uh, say who it is. I'll try and explain the kits for anyone who isn't watching on YouTube. If you are watching on YouTube, it'll come up on your screen. But if you're not, I'll try and explain them as best I can. 
So the first kit of part two of Poppy's Kit Reviews is Atlanta United's away jersey. Now this is, uh, well, it's a kind of a dark greeny blue, maybe tealy kind of colour. Um, I mean, they're going on the mint theme, I guess, for that a lot of clubs are doing. And it's got like patterns on it, uh, kind of square sort of triangly patterns would you is that how you did yeah it's similar to the lafc pattern isn't it yeah so uh she thought that was very art deco uh what would she think about this kit oh my god i love that that's so cool that's like when they make ice in a cartoon ice in a cartoon she's only being nice because it's atlanta you know she never says anything nice about atlanta so maybe because i've actually put a ring on it and got married to her maybe (laughs) she's been more complimentary towards atlanta uh right continuing in the east end the next kit is charlotte fc so we've got the home jersey and the away jersey for charlotte to look at yeah so the first one is the home jersey this is um well, a very sort of loud blue colour, light blue, would mm. you say? Yep. Um, with white sleeves. Let's see what she thought about this one. Congrats on being a brand new team. Next year, if you want to come to me for advice, I will happily talk you through it because that is atrocious. Oh. It's not for me. I do like the little collar and the sleeve cuffs, but that's the only thing I like. She ended on a positive, I guess. Wow. Um. So let's move to the away kit then, because this has been uh, quite a lot. Beautiful. Yeah, a lot of people saying they like this one. Uh, this has got a funky collar as well, kind of the swishy sort of. Uh, how would you describe it's that? Quite wristband as well, isn't it? It is very wristbandy, but it's kind of like uh, I don't know curved lines, I guess, going mm. across it. Um, and this is what Poppy pointed out on the kit. Is what she had to say. Love the away shirt. Why didn't they pick that as their home kit? I love the black and the the mint. It's just lovely. Love the collar. Oh my goodness. It's like when you've been looking at the light for too long and you get all the stars in your eyes. <laughs> you know the squiggly lines yeah. that you get, yeah. So that's what it reminded of her. But she's so she's more complimentary about the away shirt than the home shirt. So Charlotte fans, if you are looking for a shirt this year, I want to take Poppy's advice. Go for the away shirt. Uh, next is Chicago. She um, won't like this. Too plain. Mm, well, she she said about the Colorado one, she didn't really like it. And uh, this Chicago one, it's not got a sponsor on it. It's uh, navy blue with red Adidas trims on the top. The lines on the top. Here's what she said about this one. Okay, so picture this. You see Mario Kart and you want a little boost. That's the design in the background. It's like arrows going far (laughs) up to the head. So uh, she's looked at that and thought, well, that's like the, uh, I don't know, the go faster sort of the pad that you go over on on Super Mario. (laughs) What a woman. Next is FC Cincinnati. It's just, you know what you're getting with FC Cincy. Orange uh, with blue collar and uh, bottom of the sleeves. Here's what she said about this one. Orange is my favourite colour. I love a complimentary colour. Look at that orange and blue. Oh, it's a dream. Wow. She likes that. Maybe because they've won the last two. (laughs) She's... uh, She's uh, appreciating Cincinnati a bit more. Uh, right, Columbus Crew is next. As we know, this is her favourite team. She loves the kit. She loves the yellow and the black together. They're the buzzy bees. The buzzy according, bees. According to Poppy. Now, if you remember last time on the show, um, in part one, she talked about Nashville's kit. And she said about the shade of yellow. She said it was quite boring. She didn't really like it. She just didn't appreciate it. She likes a lighter yellow rather than a bit darker yellow. So Charlotte, uh, sorry, Columbus have gone for a similar kind of yellow. How does she feel about her favourite team now? Columbus Crew! Oh no, what have you done? What an awful colour yellow. Every year they have such a lovely yellow and black design. 
And this year, the yellow is not for me. It's awful. That would look better on a goalie, if anything. I don't think I can support you this year if you're going to be wearing that. Oh, no. Wow. She's got... She's, she needs a new team now. She does, yeah. Unless uh, they come back next... Well, two years. They'll be wearing that for two years. Two years of that. Yeah. Uh, right, next is DC. Uh, it's their home jersey, so it's all black. Here's what she said about this one. DC, you're just classy. Just like an elegant black little dress, isn't it? I love the little stripes down it, but my fear would be that somebody would think you were a referee. Yeah. So. I, I find this one quite boring. Do you? Yeah. Is it is it the lack of a sponsor? I think I think there is something in the lack of sponsor. Hmm. The MLS sponsors aren't normally too bad. They're not too garish. No. So they do normally bring a bit to the shirt. It's not for me, that one. Wow. Um, well, let's see this one. If you're going to go, if you're looking at DC and saying boring, I think a pink kit is anything but. So this is Inter Miami. She has said she loves the pink training top of Inter Miami. So how does she feel about the shirt? You know what? Only manly men can pull off pink. So only manly men <laughs> play for Inter Miami. What yeah. do you think, Elliot? It's not, the is not for me. Do you, how do you feel about a collar on it? Because I like it. I like a collar on a football shirt. I don't know. I think that there's something going on with the angles of that one that's not quite mm. not quite right. I'm not I'm not a fan of that, wow. to be honest. I've got to say I do like into Miami's kits. I even liked the sort of was it the silk No, number? that was horrific. No, I liked that. No. I, I not I, I, don't get me wrong, if I was to buy one and wear it, I wouldn't wear it in the rain. I don't know how I'd look with that, but I quite liked it. So I, I like this one. I like what Miami are doing. I like the colors. Uh, next is Montreal, their away shirt. Um, and God, how do you describe this? I'll let you describe this one. Mm, well, it's marble. Like, yeah, well, yeah, that's, yeah, it's like a whitey, a it's dark like, white. Arsenal had one, didn't they? Similar. Yeah, so it's like, is it dark white or grey or silver in the yeah. background? Then a blue, navy blue marble effect on it, um, which that's what Poppy's pointed out, the marble effect. But she's, he's took her to a very odd place, this one. This just reminds me of like when you've got that like sad playlist on and you're sitting on a bus and the rain is like pouring <laughs> down the window and you think you're in a music video. There, so <laughs> that is where her head goes is that she thinks that she's on the bus, I don't know, coming home from school. She's been dumped by a boyfriend and uh, yeah, she's uh, it's raining and she thinks she's in a music video. I can see that now. Uh, my mind went to marble. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, I can I can see what she's gone for there. You know your pop music. What song would you, if, if that's the way we're going with it, what song do you oh, think? Oh, it's got Adele written all over it. Yeah, very much so, Adele. So you're listening to Adele. You just broke up with your partner. You're, uh, you're on the bus and it's raining. That's the Montreal shirt for you. Uh, right, next is New England Revolution. Not going quite well on the pitch for them at the moment, but how does Poppy feel about their kits? The only good thing about that shirt is the red bit around the collar. Ooh, because it's all dark blue, isn't it? All I'm not sure blue. about the pattern in the background. That's doing nothing for me. Yeah, well, it's kind of squares. Um, after we recorded, Poppy said that the start of squares in the background reminded of her of, uh, I don't know, like um, a carpet sort of design, but like a, an office. A, an office, yeah. yeah. The red collar, I do agree. I, but I like the red on the blue. Maybe they should have done that throughout the shirt. I don't know. Now, let's talk about NYCFC. This is a very interesting kit. It's their away kit. And uh, our friends, the Cooligans, were involved in uh, 
in this one. They got a sneak peek before it got released. They didn't design it, did they? If they didn't, no. So you're not you're not a fan of it, are you? It's orange. Uh, and it's kind of got the um, well, it's it's navy blue down the middle. There's a it's like lightning bolt down the middle, but then it's kind of a spray paint effect. Would you say mm. on the other half of it? Yeah. Um, I, I'm trying my best to explain it. Like every other kit, I would if you haven't seen this kit and you are listening on your podcast provider, I'd strongly recommend you googling it. New York City FC's away jersey for this year because it is interesting. But what does Poppy think? Oh, I just love that design. Love the little fade into the blue. Oh, that's speaking. That's speaking words to me. Um, she ironically. You ran, need to wear more orange. I do, but ironically, she ran out of words at the yeah. end of that because she just seemed to tail off. Go, yeah, speaking words to me. You know, you said um, that people should Google it if they haven't seen it. Yeah. Do I want to Google the shirt sponsor, which is Dude Wipes? <laughs> yeah, you've got Etihad on the front. Uh, you know, obviously a, an airline. Big. Big, big brand, and then dude wipes on the on the sleeve. What are dude? I really don't want to. I'm not mm. going to know, am I? I think we can all imagine what they might be. Oh, okay. No, it's not what we thought. It's actually for the toilet. Still, if you want to send us some dude mm. wipes, guys. Uh, hashtag spawn. <laughs> Swipe up for a discount code. Uh, right, moving on to their uh, New York rivals and New York Red Bull. So this is the. Um... Is this a Max Verstappen tribute? Well, it could be because it is like a checkered flag, isn't it, on the on racing? But it's it's a lighter shade of red and a darker shade of red. Uh, you may be able to see, but this clip is about two seconds long, which tells you when it's a short one, it's never really a positive response. Boring. Mm. Boring. So she doesn't like that. But I think I think she's been harsh by saying boring on that one. I think it's got it's got a bit to it when you look at like. Colorado, and we've looked at DC and those plain shirts. That they're boring. This I think is she's confusing boring with just awful. Okay, right. It's not boring. It's not good. So you're not a fan? I don't mind it. No, no. Um, well, next is Orlando Here City. It then. Is. Here it so, is. Um, Beautiful. You had this shirt uh, yeah. on in the last episode. So if you haven't seen it. I mean, go back and watch the last episode, of course. But if you still haven't seen it, then uh, how, go on, explain this. It's like a sunset, sunset strip, isn't it? It's Yeah, it's supposed to be a tribute to the uh, Florida sunrise and sunset. Um, so purple at the bottom, then it fades into like a gradient into orange and then yellow sort of stripes into the white at the top. Mm. Now, when I first, when I saw previews and they only showed little bits and I saw that it was yellow stripes mm. on a white shirt, I thought... No, but now I've seen the whole design. I love it. You love it. Right, well, uh, we know how much Poppy loves uh, Orlando's home shirt and she loves the colour purple. How would she react to this? Come on, Poppy, you wouldn't upset me. Orlando, you have the best colours out of everybody and you've done that? No. Stick to what they were good at. No! Stick to the purple and the white. No! But why? No! Why, why, why fade to the orange and the yellow? You know what? If they'd have just stuck to the orange, at least they're complimentary. But the yellow? No! Sunset? Oh, give me a break. No, you're wrong. <laughs> Beautiful. Genuinely. It's a work of art. She was really upset about this one because she does rate Orlando. Annoyingly for me, she does rate your shirts. It's a work of art. Well, not according to Poppy, and she knows. She's got terrible taste, though. Moving on. Uh, Philadelphia. Um, now, she does end on a slight positive on this one, but again, I think she, she was going through a negative stage. I d- well, I don't blame her. This is awful. I like the design. I just don't like the colours. I think it's quite cool that there's just one stripe of colour. 
I think if they got rid of the gold down the stripe and just kept the gold on the sleeves and the collar. But you know what? A single stripe, that's new. That's new, apparently. Uh, so the single stripe is a... Well, that's like a... It's like a charlotte blue, I guess, uh, against the navy blue, which is their main shirt. Uh, but not a fan. No. Uh, right, next, it's Toronto FC. This is the last shirt of the uh, year, the last shirt she's going to be reviewing. So before we hear whether uh, Toronto has made her favourite kits or her worst kits, this is what she's had to say. Now, before you press the button, got to say it's, uh, it's kind of two different shades of grey, where you've got one half, you've got a darker grey, one day half, you've got a lighter grey, but the sleeve on the one side is the same as the c- colour on the other side and vice versa. Here's what she's got to say. Is it like a, two shades of grey, like a prequel to the film? Here she is. Good one. They've sewn the sleeves on the wrong way around. <laughs> uh, yeah, so she's not a fan because uh, the well, she feels that the the shade of grey on the sleeve should match that half. I agree kit. completely. So now it's time to find out what her best kit is. But first, we're going to find out uh, which her worst kit is. Do you want to have a guess? It's going to be Orlando just to annoy me. Well, let's see. So my least favorite kit this year. Special mention to Orlando for their. Sunset kit. Come sort on. Sort it out for next year, please. Come on. But my least favourite kit this year has to go to Portland Timbers. You've turned your shirt into a dirty makeup wipe. Shame on you. Wow. You know what? We had a, quite a few comments after uh, part one saying that they agreed with Poppy. It's not as popular as what we thought. I thought she'd love it. I thought she'd love it. I thought everyone loves it, but apparently not, no. They wore it at the weekend and lost, so it's a losing kit for them. Dirty dude wipe. <laughs> Oof. Uh, moving on. Uh, right, it's time to now to um, to pick a favourite kit. Do you want to have a guess at what a favourite kit might have been? Um, i trying to think of which one she liked last time. Uh, she loved uh, I think it was LAFC was a favourite one last time. Mm. The Art Deco. Let's find out. Here we go. So my favourite for this year, I just want to give two special mentions to the New York City away shirt. No. I love the orange Sincere. zigzag. So cool. And the LAFC home kit. Love that also. Super cool. But my favourite of this year has to be Atlanta. And that is no bias because I have never liked an Atlanta shirt yet. Even you don't think that's the best kit there. No, but it's a good kit. It's one of Atlanta's best kits, I think. Not, not hard. <laughs> um, do you agree with Poppy? No. Let us know. No. At, at MLS UK Show. No. Uh, tell us what your favourite kit and what the worst kits have been of 2022. No. Um, don't forget, you can get the kits uh, if you agree with Poppy or if you don't. No. You can get them on Soccer90.com. Uh, and if you use the uh, uh, the code MLS UK at the checkout, you get 20% off. But you can also put in the code Poppy's Wrong. <laughs> that gets you 0% discount. Um, so, yeah, wow. So she loves Atlantis, hates Orlando. Well, hates Portland's, but kind of Orlando's. Can't disagree with her. Not invited to the wedding anymore. <laughs> um, right, let's have a look at the predictions then for this weekend because, of course, it's a depleted uh, fixture list because of internationals. Uh, before we do, let's have a look at back at our predictions from last time. Who do you think won, Elliot? You next. Yeah, it's yeah. now 2-0 Don't in the count. series. I got Miami nil, LAFC 2. Bang on. The rest were just the correct outcomes. I won 40 points to 30 in the end. So you're 2-0 down already. Don't, don't care. No one cares. Uh, so looking ahead to this weekend then, um, uh, there's only 
free matches in MLS. So uh, uh, remember, we do 10 points for correct score, five points for the correct outcome. So say you uh, choose Atlanta to beat Orlando. Uh, but get the score wrong, you still get five points. Uh, so to make up for the three matches, we're going to do two extra ones, and these are going to be the first international matches of the weekend. These are on Thursday evening here in the... Well, Friday morning in the UK, Thursday evening in North America. So we've got Mexico versus USA and Costa Rica versus Canada. So Mexico, USA, what do you think that's going to be? Are we doing predictions on these? Well, yeah, just beef it up a bit. USA, uh, USA beat Mexico 10-0. You're just trying to get people to message us going, yeah, Poppy's wrong, that Orlando kit's nice. Yeah, yeah, I see, I know what I'm talking about. USA, much better than Mexico, right, guys? Right? <laughs> so, obviously, Poppy's wrong about the kits. A serious score prediction? Okay, 1-1. One, one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, USA are missing a few players, so I, I actually think Mexico, and don't don't hate me, guys. Oh. I think Mexico will win, I think it'll be 2-0. See, remember, remember who said 10-0. Uh, Costa Rica versus Canada. Easy 2-0 win for Canada. Uh, I don't think Alfonso Davis is playing in this one. Doesn't matter. Got a good roster. Uh, I think 1-1. They'll get a point. Okay, so let's move to MLS matches then. So it's Charlotte versus FC Cincinnati. I'm going to go Charlotte. I'm going to go 2-1 Charlotte. 2-1 Charlotte. Um, I'm going to say a draw this one, 1-1. Kansas are playing Salt Lake. The abbreviations derby. SKC yeah. RSL. Um 2-2. I think SKC win this one. Uh, I think the, the uh, get the revenge for the playoffs. I think it'll be 2-1. Coming to you first on this one because it's intriguing, I think. Portland at home to Orlando City. The battle of the worst kits. <laughs> um, Portland win 2-0. Of course they do. 1-0 uh, Portland. Uh, there are predictions for this week so only the five games but we'll see if Elliot can actually win in one weekend and claw it back um, thanks very much for watching and listening uh, we're going to end the show how we always end it by revealing the player of the game with a changing name okay so uh, this is a player that's played in the UK and in MLS started their career with the Chicago Fire Premier um, and played for Southall Northwood both in London, and then moved to Watford. Played 183 times. Uh, and then Vancouver in 2011 to 2014. 71 appearances and a goal as well. And it was, of course... Jay Demerit. Jay Demerit. 25 appearances for the US men's national team. I watched a documentary on YouTube about Jay Demerit. So I knew that. I knew he came to the UK and played for some uh, grassroots sides, we'll say amateur sides um it's worth a watch do you if you watch on youtube it's very good so uh, yeah jay demerit and you said um the picture that you found he actually had hair which... he's got hair on his wikipedia picture which is weird to see <laughs> um well done if you got that right and uh, thanks for letting us know if you did if you didn't we'll just assume that you didn't get it right um get in touch with us at mls uk show twitter instagram um we love your comments we love uh, just any messages if you want to help Elliot out if you've got a player with a game and a changing name um, email him hello at mls.show uh, if you are listening on your podcast provider don't forget to give us a rating you can do it on Spotify now as well but Elliot you've already started go on tell us was one rule and one rule only five stars only LA Galaxy style yes um, LA Galaxy a good team apparently <laughs> nice shirt it looks like an all-inclusive wristband um, if you're watching on YouTube, please like, please subscribe and all of that as well.
Yes, we'll be back uh, with a, a little bonus episode uh, in seven days' time and, of course, uh, another full app uh, in two weeks. So uh, thank you very much for joining us. I will say that I have been Elliot Holman and thank you very much for watching. And I'm Henry Hewitt and I'll end with... See ya! Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.